Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. This episode is brought to you by Sherpa Way Marketing. Are you a business looking to gain greater visibility online through search engine optimized content? Maybe you need effective ad campaigns to kickstart or bolster traffic to your website. Sherpa Way Marketing has seasoned experts that are bilingual in English and Spanish. Let them take the guesswork away and enhance your brand positioning with their comprehensive marketing services. Go to SherpaWayMarketing.com. That's S-H-E-R-P-A-W-A-Y marketing.com to schedule your free 45-minute consultation today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. It is summer. It is the heat of summer. We're in June. I am melting in Las Vegas. I just want to point that out. Um, So that has played a role in everything from what I wear to my fatigue and just the need of uh, more hydration, more air conditioning. And my guest is also in a hot place. She's in Texas, but I'm thrilled about my guest today, and I, I'll be, I'll, I'll come right out and say that I'm a fangirl um, as I've studied her and everything she's done. So it, it is truly an honor and a pleasure to have Mary Harcourt with me today. She is the founder, the inventor. I don't know that if I've really used the word inventor on my show and CEO of the Cosmo Glow Light. Uh, it's just amazing. So we'll get into the whole story about Cosmo Glow, but um, she's an East Coast girl originally. So bounced around the East Coast, grew up there and then um, did some traveling, 64 countries and counting. (laughs) So that's pretty spectacular. We definitely have travel in common. So I was super thrilled to learn that about her. And then of course, she migrated all the way across the country. So went from the East Coast, landed in LA, decided to go and open a a salon and be in the beauty industry there. And uh, that is where she started experiencing the challenges of being in that industry, the lighting, doing the work that she does with with lashes. So we're going to talk about lashes today, which is one of my favorite things because I like to have pretty nice lashes. And um, that's where her creative juices were flowing and she worked her way through problem solving. And then by the time the pandemic hit in 2020 is when uh, the Cosmo Glow Light was born. That was when the inception happened. Um, And so much has happened since then. She is also the host of her own podcast, which I have listened to. And it's awesome what she does with her show. It's called Ready, Set, Glow. You could find it on Apple Podcasts or where you listen to podcasts. And so, Mary, I'm just thrilled to have you on the show today. Dude, that was amazing an introduction. I'm equally a Sam girling for you. So it's going to be a great show. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. But I just, you know, I, I could tell from your story that being an adventurer was something that you had at heart from, you know, the travels that you did and, and things when you were young. So uh, tell me more about your backstory, like your growing up and then how you, you know, went all the way from where you were on the East Coast to to migrating your way over to the West Coast, and now you're in Texas. Ooh, how much time do we have? I know, right? I know, I'll yeah. it for you. <laughs> I, yeah, no, we could be here all day. Um, I grew up on the East Coast. I originally was born in Pennsylvania. I came from a, a parent family uh, that got divorced. And as a young teenager, I think when your parents go through divorce, sometimes it's natural to just want to get as far away as possible. So I chose Australia. It was literally halfway around the world. Exactly. And it, they also spoke English, which was my other requirement. 
So I applied to be a, um, what do they call them? A exchange student. And I went to Australia as an exchange student. Absolutely, dude. Real story. Amazing. I landed. I had an amazing family there. And I actually attribute the family that I landed with with really changing my life. It was the first time I saw things that made sense in a family atmosphere. Um, and it was really kind of me relearning life of like, oh, that's how it works. It's really good to see that two people can live in the same home. It just, it was a really good environment for me. And it was so, it was such a pivot moment that I don't think you truly understand sometimes when your gut kind of tells you to do something. It's like, you're gonna do it and you don't really know why, but you do it. And I look back now and I gained so many skills from that trip because once you cannonball into a world of the unknown, you're like fearless and you're ready to do it again and again and again. And I moved to a place I didn't know a single person in the entire country and it came out great. It was amazing. I loved it. I saw kangaroos. I learned how to shear sheep. I lived on a farm the whole nine yards. We went down to the ocean, which all the oceans in Australia are beautiful. They're so they're so lucky. <laughs> But yeah, I, I did that trip. And then when I came back, I thought, you know, I just went and experienced so much in the world. Pennsylvania is really not going to fit me anymore. So I landed in Maryland, which was super fun. It was really close to DC. So there's always sporting events to go to. It was close to Annapolis, which is sailing capital of the world. So water is a huge traction there and love great seafood. It was really close to Baltimore. And so I kind of just had this like coming out of becoming a young adult and freedom. And once you get a taste of freedom, I think you just, no one can ever take that away from you ever again. And I had an opportunity that I kind of, my, what happened was I had a, a, a house that I was sharing with two people and those two people both decided to take other paths. One was going to move to Florida and one took a different job. And I was kind of like, oh, well, do I want to get two new roommates or do I kind of just want to be done? So I thought, I just kind of want to be done too. And I had been working as a hairstylist and a bartender. And I wasn't really sure why. I just kind of was like, let's just make the money while you're young. And so when all this happened, I thought, well, now I actually have savings. What if I just quit my job, get rid of the house, we all move out together, and I go travel? And I did. And I kind of was like, let me see how long I can go on savings and how far I can make it. And it was almost about a 16 month trip because I learned how to backpack and stay in hostels for $11 a night and they serve you $5 meals. And you can, you can learn how to travel on such a cheap budget. And I did that. And I think once you start racking up like 20, 30 countries, I mean, I was in Thailand, Cambodia, I went all over Australia again, uh, like all these different countries, Asia. And once you get that explorer's bug, like nothing can take that away from you. And I did most of it, 99% of it by myself. And, you know, it's funny because the people back home in my Pennsylvania small town were like, oh, be careful. You don't know what's going to happen. I thought, well, geez, have you ever been downtown in Baltimore or like, DC. I'm more worried about walking around downtown than I am in these countries that actually love and respect tourism. And it was just funny to see how the how the cards fall. And so after that, I realized when I was done traveling, I also can't go back to that environment. So I wanted something new. And I'd been chasing summer for years. I just love summer. I'm a sunshine worshiper, like the whole nine yards. So that's when I decided it was California time. I moved out to California, landed in San Jose, heart of Silicon Valley. And it was the first time I had seen successful people kind of just living ordinary lives, but they all had a story. And I was so mesmerized. I just wanted to ask everyone what they did and how they did it. And I think that really is such a, a key moment, too, because it was the first time my mind got opened up that these are normal, ordinary, everyday people that have these ideas and build these companies. And it clicked that, like, if they're if they can do it, well, then so can I. And so I kind of took that little nugget and put it in my back of the head and knew that eventually one day I would own my own business which I did. Um, I went back to a couple years of bartending, went back to, I think I was doing lashes there. And then after that, traveled a little bit more, went all through Africa, landed in LA. And that's where all of the pieces of my entire life got in one little box and it all happened. It was like, okay, I'm ready to settle down. I've traveled, I've experienced the world. I've seen people have businesses. I've seen my mind's been open to all of this like world travel and different cultures and languages. And I put it all into one, landed on the beach and started a salon. So that's kind of my story of how I started from then to now. 
That is not so much now, but insanely amazing. I th- I think there's people that just heard even the first part of your that adventure bug and you talking about travel that have been so inspired because a lot of times it's almost the the reverse where people are like I have to work really hard I really need to earn the ability to travel because you have to have a lot of money for that it's expensive so I have to go to college get a really so good there's job, two ways right but I mean don't you I'm sure there's people that have talked to you like how did you do that that's that's so amazing did you just like have like a huge trust fund and like all this money and then you were just talking about no hostels and have five dollar meals so it's totally possible right Oh, we could talk a whole nother show on how to travel cheap. No, you know what it is? It's so interesting. So everyone thinks of travel as vacationing. And so when you're vacationing, you're still affording your entire life. You're paying all your normal bills, plus your rent, plus everything that you are doing. Plus, then you're going shopping for all these expensive, fancy, like you want to feel good on vacation. You get your hair done, your nails done. You want to diet a little bit. You want to tan. You want the best bikini you can find, the cutest little like beach bag. So vacations, you want to stay at the nicest hotels. You want to get room service. You want to stay at all these resorts. You want to do all these activities. That's vacationing. So everyone in their head thinks vacationing must cost so much money. Vacationing and traveling are two totally different things. Traveling is taking a backpack and landing in a country and being a part of that culture and that country. It's eating immersive. Sit on the beach and when someone walks by with fresh pineapple, like you buy it for a dollar. If some little kid's making you a bracelet for 50 cents, you buy a bracelet for 50 cents. But you're staying in a hostel. They're so reasonable. They're made to encourage traveling. You meet a bunch of other kids that are doing the exact same thing. You plan a little night out. Half the time they do it for you. The hostels have like, hey, here's this event we're throwing for you. For $10, come eat dinner, have some drinks, and hang out on a rooftop. And so you're sitting there with 30 other travelers your age doing the same thing for what, $10, $15? So it's a completely different experience than vacationing. But yeah. for me, I got rid of my apartment. I got rid of everything except for my cell phone and health insurance. Everything else was turned off. And at that point, you're not really affording your normal life. You're just yeah. taking care of yourself on day to day, which is so different than vacationing. Yeah. But I also think that you, what you're what you're getting is priceless because of the experiences, mm-hmm. but also for one of the things that you described when you were talking about all the language and the immersiveness is perspective. Wow, how much did your perspective grow and expand because you put yourself intentionally in all of these places that were quite different than, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, so a small town in Pennsylvania, which I think is incredible. I mean, can you imagine if everybody had something, even a, a fraction of what you got exposed to, what that would do to their ability to engage with the world in a different way? It, it makes everything kind of make sense. You understand that a smile is completely universal. Language, there's barriers. But a smile, like you, when somebody laughs and you laugh, like you just shared that moment in life. You didn't need to understand what language they speak. You didn't need to be from their country. But things happen that's funny. And you both laugh. And then you look at each other like, haha, they laughed with me. Now we're connected. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. As well as like these other countries, they don't have all the same resources that we have. And they don't have all the same opportunity. And they get so creative and so resourceful. And those things will stick with me for the rest of my life. How they make how they build houses, how they make their motorcycles run when they break down, how to make they, their bicycles run when they break down. Ingenuity. And you start to look at things. Yeah, you start to look at things and go, wow, it really isn't. I buy something and when it breaks, I buy it again. It is, hey, I have this. This is my problem. If I use this, I just found a solution and the solution works great. And it's like, wow, how did you come to that? But their minds are so open. And I think that's a really good skill you can learn is just seeing how the world can function without everything being exactly just so. Exactly. And I think I I would bet a whole lot of money on the fact that your experiences in all these different countries have created such an amazing foundation for you as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, um, because you are bringing that ingenuity 
that open mindset, that flexibility, and that fun and spontaneity into something that can feel serious and sometimes stressful, you know, when you're starting a business. So, so then now we fast forward. Okay. You're in LA. I want to talk about lashes. So you got into the business of lashes. So what led to you, to you jumping in feet first to do that specific aspect of the beauty industry? Yeah. I mean, I had my license since I was 18. I was like a straight out of school. I had no clue what to do. So I'm going to go to beauty school while I figure it out. But yeah. I'm a creative person. And so working with your hands and seeing like instant gratification to me, it was like a perfect fit. Like, wow, I get to, the more colorful my hair is, the more clients book within book my, you know, the more piercings I had, I was a whole different person, but uh, the more piercings I have, the more kind of attention I get, like, this is awesome. Fair and I really me. thrived on that. So I had done hair for years And if anyone listening is a hairstylist, guys, there is a whole underworld. Like you go home covered in hair. It's itchy. You have a blow dryer in your face all day. You think you're having a conversation with your hairstylist. We're trying to capture like one of every 10 words you're saying. So there's a lot of uh uh-huh, uh-huh going on. And I really loved it and thrived in the moment when I was in it. And then there was a time I took where I was bartending and doing hair and I left to go travel. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I will never bartend again ever, but I am going to come back and do hair. And funny enough, I never touched a pair of scissors ever again after that, but Mm -hmm. I did go back to bartending so it could get me more travel. I just turned a corner where I didn't want to do hairstyling anymore. I think I had worked myself up to such a good level that Mm -hmm. starting over at one, it's, it was just, if I'm going to start over at one and build my clientele from a, from one person, I'd rather learn a new skill and start at one there. Mm-hmm. So that's where it really became like, Ooh, well, what else is out there? And I had done a fair bit of waxing. So I dove into that and I just got over that really quick. It's, you know, some people are amazing at it. I was not, and I really like to be good at things and just was put in my face that I'm not the best waxer. So I commend anyone that is, cause it's so cool, but not me. So then I kind of dabbled in skincare and skincare is so in depth. I mean, you have to know every single ingredient, what it does, how it reacts on every person's skin and what the two chemicals can do if mixed together. I mean, it's just a lot. And I started going to classes and learning about chemical peels and I thought, wow, I kind of just want to like be in chill mode. And I saw somebody lashing and they were listening to music with a candle lit and a client was sleeping. I'm like, like that, that looks like, I could just be happy doing. And so I took my first class and lashes are so challenging. Everyone sells you this like golden idea that you come to one class and then you leave and you can charge everyone $500 a full set. And that's just simply not the truth. It takes a lot to do. And around this time, I was going to apprentice for somebody doing lashes. And I thought, well, I'll get it. I'm going to go take this class. I might as well open my own salon because why would I work for someone else? If I had to do it differently, I would have worked for someone else. But these are the lessons that built me. So it is what it is. And um, we had moved to Hermosa Beach, this place in LA, right on the ocean. And I was walking the dog, and there was a for sale sign. I thought, you know, on a spa. And I thought, that's interesting. I walked in, I got a full store. This lady was just literally letting it go for a small fee, and you take over the lease because she was pregnant. And her husband got relocated to Hawaii. He was like some type of rocket science or something. And they got split up. She was like, I'm pregnant. We can't do this thing. I, I have to go. And I kind of looked at it and thought, she was like, I'm not making any profit. I'm just, please, just if you take over the lease and pay me for everything that's here, it's a turnkey situation. And I was, I don't know, uh, what's the word? I don't know, whatever the word is that I was, I was kind of like, well, that sounds like a great idea. So I went home and got now husband boyfriend at the time. And he said, okay, well, it's a cute place. I think you could do well with it. And I think it was something like two and a half weeks later, it was mine. Like wow. key in hand, line on, um, sign the name. Yeah, it was everything. And mm-hmm. I kind of jumped in a little too early with that, but I had in my head, I'm going to learn how to do lashes and I'm going to do it. And I went to learn how to do lashes and it, it just wasn't 
it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. So I opened up as a lash wax and skin studio, but there was something inside me that said, like, if you stick with lashes, it will be good for you. And I was so determined. And I feel like I almost gave all my services away because I was so determined. You lash for two hours and they say two days later, they all fall off. I'm not doing this. I have to have a great reputation. So I would get in there and do them again and do them again, which led me to become friends with all the girls in the neighborhood because I saw them every two or three days. And I would just give them going, I'm sorry, I'm still learning. I'm still new at this. I'm not going to charge you. And because of that, they would send me all their friends. So eventually I was doing all these lashes and it became like, okay, I'm finally getting good. I do need to charge you guys rents too. And that was me learning how all of this cash flow works on a very hard lesson because I went from like, oh, I have tons of money to like, uh oh, I'm out. And that's where the real business became where all of a sudden I was up against a wall and I thought, oh my God, I know nothing about business. I know nothing about working for myself. Nothing. I've always worked for other people. So me taking clients for free, it didn't really matter if I charged them or not, but now it does. And I became like obsessive. I was reading, yeah, reading books every night. I was taking courses. I'd go to these trade shows and sit in classes all day long. I would go to the show from nine to five. And if I saw the trade show for the floor for 10 minutes, that would be a good day for me. I was obsessed with classes. And I think it took me about a year, but I went from zero to a hundred in a short time frame of like, oh, this is how you manage a business. This is how you gain a clientele. This is how you perfect customer service. This is how you do payroll and balance your cash flow. And then I added employees. And all of a sudden, looking back, we built an amazing company really, really not quickly. It took six years, but we were the highest rated in the area and everything was great. And so with spending six years and building that thing, I spent a lot of time in treatment rooms and most times in lashes, clients sleep. And so I would have a lot of time and my mind would just go and go. And I would sit there and think about like just random things, looking at a light. Why isn't there a better light? How could I make one better? Where would I travel to next? What's my next employee going to be like? What's my next client going to be like? What should I do now? What's my next Instagram post? And it was all these things, but it really is what fueled me for understanding that there was a hole in the industry for properly used lighting. And if I could fix it, like how many other people could benefit from that? So that's kind of where that all started. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, it was so funny. Uh, before we started recording this episode, I was telling Mary, like, I went to go get my lashes done right after we booked this interview. And of course, now I'm paying attention, right? Like before, I, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I have this whole thing where we talk like the most engaging conversation. I like in the beauty industry because I love all services. I love going to the spa. I love getting a facial. I love getting my hair done. I love everything. But I go for the experience. And that's that's how I choose of course. because I love the conversation. But I, I, I'm I, full full disclosure. I probably sleep for, sleep for half of my appointment, which my lash person knows. She's like, oh, she's going to chat it up. And then there's going to be this moment because her eyes are closed that she's going to fall asleep. But before I did that, I paid attention to the light and I was like, it's the Cosmo Glow. Wow, that's awesome. And she was so impressed. Like, yeah, this light is awesome. And it gets, she's like, look how bright it gets. And she was like showing me how it works of what, you know, I studied the, 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 um, mechanism when I when I uh, first uh, connected with Mary and I was like wow this is really awesome in person I just you know read about it but it just brought things full circle for me because it's like you said every industry has problems to be solved they're coming up all the time and somebody's got to solve it right? Like yeah, somebody absolutely. like Alexander Grand Bell had to figure out what was going on with the telephone situation. And we're just always going to have these things. And why well, I, I love that you were like, yeah, I opened this salon and I don't really know too much about business, but you learned, you know, and then you're, you're like, I have this idea about a light. You probably didn't know everything about how to invent one, but you were resourceful and you figured, <laughs> you figured it out. So once you had that idea, wh what did you do with it? 
So I had the idea. I replaced our salon lights three times. And this was when things were finally going well for us. So it wasn't like a big deal, but it's expensive. And I replaced them everywhere on the market. We had film lights, makeup lights, the ring lights. And every time I would replace them, the girls would be like, mm, we don't like them. I'm like, guys, I can't just replace your lights every three months for you to still not like them. Like, this is ridiculous. And I would go home and tell my husband where I'm like, babe, I mean, these girls, look, I love employees, but you have got to give yourself a little mental head space because they will drive you insane and I would say like I don't know how to keep them happy like they, they complain about every light I bought and I bought them all the lights like there's no more lights to buy and he's like oh my god babe you complain about this so much you have to either make a light or just choose to be done talking because you talk about this every time you come home and I was like yeah that's kind of true I really do bring it up a lot and he was like so why don't you make one and I thought well I don't I don't make lights. Like I don't make things. I do lashes. I run salons. I advertise. I social media. Like I understand business now. Like I'm a businesswoman. But like I, this is so different than what I was <laughs> thinking. And he kind of said, "Well, look at everything in the house. I mean, how hard could it be? Like a blender had to get started somewhere. A toaster had to get started somewhere. Your ceiling fan had to get somewhere started somewhere. Like who was the creator of all of these things?" And I was like, "Well." I mean, I don't know, but the toaster's a really good idea. I hate burnt bread. <laughs> I hate smelling <laughs> up my house. And like a fan is awesome because you can just flip it on and all of a sudden you're you're cool. You're feeling better. So it was kind of like, well, I don't know how they get started, but yeah, I guess I could look into it. And it, he was like, he poured his glass of wine and said, okay, come here draw it out for me. Like, what would it look like? And I was like, Oh, I have thought about this. I know exactly how I want it. I loathe tripods. I kick them over. They fall. They fall on your client. You have a mini heart attack every time you're trying to grab them. So they don't like wake up with a light on top of them. Flat base has to have a flat base. And he's like, okay. And then what else? I said, we know like the old school tanning beds. They just look like that little eggshell. I want that shape, like that shape. And if you can move it, because everyone has different head shapes. And when you're working with different people, you're constantly adjusting your, your, your light. So if you could move and then if they could go out of the way, so there's no lighting apparatus above your treatment room. So if you want to help someone get up or have an eye to eye conversation beforehand, it's not weird that you're under all these lights. So we kind of put it on napkins and at the end he's like, okay, here's your idea. Go get it done. Oh, okay. Um, and from that, Here's it was like, well, how do I get it done? <laughs> but exactly. I tell you, like, if anyone has an idea, the first thing you need to do is get it on paper and then go get prints made. And anyone can do them. You can get it off Fiverr. You can pay someone. There's companies that all they do is specialize in prints. You can go the cheaper route and just have someone do it for you, but get it into a CAD drawing because then your idea is actually a real idea and you can go and take it and you can start talking to manufacturers. How much would it cost to get this made? What would, what would the process be like if I wanted to do this? And so I had prototyped in 2019 when COVID hit in March of 2020, I was in the salon and our salons all of a sudden state regulations in California, you're closed. And we all thought, well, geez, how long is this going to last? You know, three weeks, who knew? And it was so much longer than three weeks. We're still going through it now. But I had a moment where I was like, wow, I always said, if I ever get the time I would really go with this project. And I had prototypes done and prototypes, they're not really who's making your life. They're a person that's going to make your idea from that piece of paper into a real product. So I had done that because I was like, I, for, for just me, I want these lights in my salon for no other reason. I just want, I want these lights. And I had them done and, you know, it's an expense, but it was so exciting. It's like my idea came to us in a big box and we pulled it out of the box and plugged it in one day. And I was like, oh. <gasps> whoa, that's cool. And I don't think I really had any desire to take it any further. It was just, I wanted it for my salon. And um, we did that. So fast forward, I don't say seven months until March, the salon closed. And I had always said, if I ever get the time, well, I would try and launch this light. But it wasn't when I ever get the time. I took clients full-time. I managed a full-time staff. We were a busy salon. We had a waiting list every single day. So it was just kind of that thing that sat in the corner and then all of a sudden, I was just gifted the gift of time. I had endless time. I had no clients. I had no staff. I had no salon. We all stress everyone. And I think I was so stressed out and such a tailwind of like, where's my next rent payment coming from? How are we all getting paid? How are my employees getting paid? How am I keeping this clientele? That it was like, well, what's one more risk? 
I'm already so just, what's one more thing that could happen? I might as well try this light and launch it because I have time and when else am I ever going to get to do it? So I often think back, like, I don't know if, if it wasn't for COVID, if it would have happened. I think it was the perfect kick in the butt I needed mm -hmm. with a slight, slight, what, addition of what's one more thing? <laughs> what's one more <laughs> risk? If, if it all fails, like, it might all fail now. Yeah. Well, and I think you're describing yeah, so just that, that every, every, you know, entrepreneur that was born and this, this would be an interesting statistic because I know somebody out there is studying this. It's like how many, how many new small businesses were born, you know, at the onset of the pandemic. And so I think that's that those are those moments where you take that negative, which you did, and you turn it into a positive because it's, it's very rare and certainly in the American culture to use the gift of time. We are constantly trying to see how we can get more time and you can't have more than 24 hours in a day. And uh, like some, you know, everyone's nope. just trying to figure out that silver bullet of how can I get, you know, be able to spend time on my ideas. And that really was a catalyst for so many business people. And even like yourself, those who weren't even necessarily starting businesses, but figuring out how to pivot their businesses so that they can continue to thrive in a time where things got shut down, you know, from an in-person perspective. And then all of a sudden, you know, Zoom and other things did very well <laughs> because we shifted into this crazy world of virtual, right? So. But yeah, absolutely. No, it's so true. And COVID was such a blessing, I think, for so many. It, it really pivoted a lot of people. And it taught me the lesson of if you're open to opportunity, when change comes, it can really help you for the better. Um, but so many people fight change. And that's okay, too. It's just it's better to welcome it with open hands and just see what it has to offer. Uh, from, so from, from that, I just kind of launched Cosmo Glow. And because of what was happening with COVID, mind you, typically you think of manufacturing as something you have to do overseas. But we were scared of what would happen overseas because no one knew if the trade routes would stay open. Is shipping really going to happen? Are the planes still coming in? And so it forced me to go internally and go, okay, let's try man American manufacturing. And I was looking for somebody that would take a project size my size because I really wasn't starting with a whole lot. And I was giving it everything I had, but it wasn't that much. And trying to find someone taking a project my size that would talk to me was a lot of research. But I did find somebody who was working with small companies to build their idea because they were focused on the return of a large product. And we met paths and met everyone. And it kind of just sounded like that's exactly the, what they were looking for. They deal with multi-million dollar companies on the, on, uh, constantly. That's what they do. And they had a meeting and said, what if we start ground up and take a small company and grow them to a, a huge company? And they remain our client the entire time. So timing is everything. They had just had that conversation. I had just been looking for someone and we linked up and it was just a little bit of negotiation terms. Obviously they wanted to know how many do I want to be made? And I was like, Ooh, what can we, what's the smallest we can start with? And they said, well, to make it make sense for either of us, we have to at least start here. And I thought, oh, well, can we split that up in multiple batches? So I'll come to that. But can we like spread it out for multiple times? Because all of that all at once, I don't, I don't have that. And it kind of became like, oh, God, what are we what are we dealing with? Who is this girl? I said, no, no, no. Like, you have to understand what I'm trying to do will change the entire industry. I will be a global brand and we will be distributing more lights than you could possibly make in a matter of years. I believe in my product so much. I have patents all over the world and we're going to go big with this. I need you to help me get started. But after that, we're going for it. And that was kind of what they looked at and said, well, this is what we've been looking for is grow a small company into something major. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go. And so we started with 150 lights, which I didn't have that money. But what I did was get really creative. Um, I did do the deposit they, that they required. And then the rest of it, I did pre-sale. So I opened up pre-sales before the product really even existed. And we sold, sold out. And so I was able to take all of those funds and give it to them and go, okay, here you go. 
it's your bills paid in full before I even got my product, which caught their attention to be like, okay, so we'll start batch two and we'll start batch three and start batch four. So we really just got creative with it and got creative with the funding. And we realized really quickly on, it was going to be such a popular product. So sales for me were never a problem, uh, more so just supply and keeping the supply chain during a pandemic has been the issue, but it was a really fun, creative path. Well, I shouldn't say it's fun. It was challenging and creative, but that's one thing that I love to talk to people about because everyone has, you have such great ideas. And if we could all launch them, we could change the entire world. But everyone thinks it has to be a million dollars sign on the red dotted line. And that just simply doesn't. So I do encourage you for anyone that's listening, if you have ideas, just go find someone that will make them. There's always someone that is willing to work with your budget and your idea. You just have to do a little bit more research to find them. Wow. I mean, you putting yourself out there just to ask the right questions and to connect with the right people, that, and that is pretty serendipitous timing. That is so spectacular that you were able to connect with the, just the right situation so that they could align with your vision for what you wanted. And here you are today. Uh, do you keep track of, do, do you Lots know, of how, Googling. yeah, do you, do you know how many units you've sold from between when you first launched and now? Um, I mean, we have a general idea. We have upped our manufacturing multiple, 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 multiple times. We're still as many as you can make, we'll take as many as we can make. And we're currently adding on a second uh, manufacturing facility. So it's been an exciting road to, to scale and get that to go up. But yeah, it really is just Googling and you're going to have a hundred people tell you no, and that's okay. I had a hundred people tell me no, <laughs> but you find someone that tells you yes. And then you're in. And you're in. And I always explain it too, because a lot of people get stuck on starting. They, I don't know how to do that. So therefore I don't start. Trust me, I didn't either. I, I, I didn't know the first thing about it. I didn't know what manufacturing was. I do lashes. I sit in a spa all day and listen to music with people that sleep. Like I don't make products, like, but as I explain, <laughs> you, I, as I explain, like you would never expect a customer to come in, new customer, never had lashes before or never had a chemical peel and be like, oh, great, you're here. Tell me how it's going to go. Okay, let's just get started. Like that would never happen. You baby them through it and you explain, hey, thank you so much for coming in today. What made you want to try a chemical peel? What made you want to try lashes? Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's definitely going to be something that I achieves today. That's great. I'm so excited for you. Let's get you started. I'm going to walk you through how the process takes. It's going to take this amount of time. This is what you're going to experience. Feel free to sleep during it. We're going to take a before and after picture because really that's what the excitement's all about. And they walk you through. And that's exactly what it is when you go to make a product is there's someone standing at the other side that's mm -hmm. waiting for you to say, okay, cool. Let me run you through the whole process of how these things work. Yeah. And I think so many people just get stuck going, well, I don't have all the answers, so therefore I can't do it. But that's just not the way it is. Mm -mm. Yeah. When you ask the questions and you, there's people, and I, it's so amazing that you said that because there's people that are dying to give you the knowledge. They are like, oh my gosh, let me explain to you. And that's their bread and butter. That's what they wake up and do every day. And so you just partner with that person that's so excited to tell you how it all works. And you're like, great, because I need to learn. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's, that's, that's how it works. I kind of took my idea. It was more than a napkin sketch. It was on, on a CAD drawing. But I took my CAD drawing and said, hey, I'm in a lash world. And I think this light, it, it would change the entire industry. I don't quite know how to make it happen. That's what we're here for. Let's talk about it. And they asked the right questions. Like, what do you want it to be made of? I'm like, oh, definitely like a heavy metal because everything in our industry, you stretch too hard and they fall over. But the air conditioning comes on too much and it falls over. I'm not into that. I want really heavy metal. Mm -hmm. I want a flat base. And I say, okay, well, when you say a flat base, describe to me why you want a flat base. I said, I want to be able to hide it under the treatment room. I want it to be super stable. I want it to not be in the way and not be a tripod. Okay, now I have an idea. And you say you want it to move. How do you want it to move? So, like, explain to me, do you want two hands and you push really hard so you only move it when you assemble it and get it in the right position and never touch it again? Is it something that you're going to be touching this 100 times a day? Oh, no, we're going to be touching this. Like, the whole thing moves so you never have any shadows and you can hit from ear to ear full coverage. So I want it to move smoothly. But I also don't want you to turn the air conditioner on and all of a sudden it moves on its own. 
Okay, great. So we're going to have smooth, but maintained, you know, a rotation. And they just walk you through all the questions. What do you want it to be finished in? We could spray paint them. We could powder coat them. Powder coating is going to be much more durable and last over time. We're going to go down that route. What are your color choices? What were you thinking? It's like, why well, didn't even think about color choices? What color choices do I have? And wow. then you walk through, okay, well, I'm painting this color, that color, do my shimmer, gloss, matte, they're there to walk you through all of this. If you have it in your head, like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't have all the answers. You're wrong. You don't need to. Yeah. They're, that's what they're there for is to walk you through that entire process. Just show up with your idea and the will to make it happen. And that's half the battle. Wow. That's why I get excited watching Shark Tank. I'm like, oh my gosh, these ideas are fabulous. You know, it's like all, all the cool ideas that, you know, a lot of times you watch, you're like, I've thought of that. They really executed on that. Great job. I mean, you know, that's really what it's all about. It's the action. Yeah, you know, it's the action. I tell people all the time, it's either you now or someone else later. Someone so else. So which one is it? Come I didn't want to take so. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I knew. I'm like, it's either me. This is too good of an idea. How it hasn't happened already, I have no idea. But this is too good of an idea. If I don't do it, I'm going to watch this in a year when someone else does. And that's going to burn me because it was my idea. And I'm going to do it. And I think that's such a, a important part too is understanding where you fit in things. I could have waited for this. And trust me, if it hadn't been COVID, I probably would have waited and someone else would have done it. But I was able to take that time that I was gifted. And that risk kind of went out the window because my whole life was in risk at the time. What's one more thing? Let's just see what happens. And you think about it, but you look at these Shark Tank things and they are such great ideas. And they're usually the ones that go, oh, well, that just makes sense. It does. It's like easier. I mean, and that's, that's the that's thing. A good it's, idea. So, it's practical. That's the point. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense. That thing just made people's lives 10, 20 times easier because we all struggle with that one thing, you know? And that's, yeah. that, that's awesome. What, what was it like to get your first testimonial from somebody that used your well, product? Yeah, I mean, good and bad. <laughs> I, I had never manufactured a product. I learned the very expensive lesson that you always get your own product first in your own hands before you let anyone else see it. That is a very expensive, well-learned lesson that you just got for free. Um, always try, try your own products. We got delayed. It was COVID. Everything got slowed. I mean, my manufacturer said we were going to deliver in June. And I think we delivered in August. It might have even been the month later. We were so far behind because they had it just had to stop for two months. They were not essential for that part. And I was so far, far behind. I had already taken the orders. I took these people's money and I owe them a light. And in my heart, I was like, I owe them a light as soon as possible. So they said, all right, we can send you a light to approve. And I was like, no, 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 just send it. Send it to the people. They, they need their lights. Like they've been waiting. They're like, okay, well, if you, if you, if you want to do that, I'm like, I don't want them to wait one more day. Like these were supposed to be due in June. We're months later, just send it to them. So the lights went out all 150 and we learned very quickly that you should always see your own product in person first <laughs> because the instructions were completely backwards. You literally could not put them together and it was a very frustrating point. And it, I felt like the world was crashing in on me. I mean, I was sobbing in my salon. How could I mess up? I'm such a failure. It's so embarrassing. Whatever. What's everyone to think of me? How did I let this happen? And we, you know, you wake up one day and go, we're going to fix this. Let's do it. So we got on the salon floor and we filmed videos. This is how you put your light together. It's a six part thing. Here's my cell phone number. I will walk you through every step of the way. You can send me videos. You can talk to me. Like we'll get this together, which in retrospect was a really cool way to start because it did open that line of communication. And it was a little frustrating to get everyone's lights together. But when we got them together, the testimonials did roll in. And everything that I was feeling like, oh my God, I'm such an embarrassment. I'm such a failure flipped like, girl, you did it. <laughs> like you just changed the industry. I had people that were, Hey, Mary, I have lashed for 11 years and I have never come across a light that is as effective as this. This is, this is amazing. You're going to change lives. Like, thank you so much for bringing this into the world. The entire beauty industry is to be like, thank you. You're, you're going to change everything. You're incredible. This was such a beautiful design. Thank you so much. And that whole moment of pain turned into, yes, I, we did it. We did it. And from there we got our instructions fixed right away and we were able to smooth up things. 
But yeah, the testimonies were amazing and we still get them. I mean, it still touches my heart when people are like, I just wanted to let you know, I got my my got my Cosmo Glow and it was not only worth every single penny, but it's the most beautiful thing. My favorite business purchase of the year. I love the way my room looks. I love how much better I can lash with it or do facials or any kind of service they do. There's just, there is no better feeling than that. It's so rewarding. That's amazing. And you know, you really, I mean, that that's tough. Starting anything new is tough. And I'm sure the resilience that you build after having that first batch be, you know, not ideal with the instructions, um, it happens and you bounce back, you know, you turn that set back into a comeback. And I think that's sometimes it's the, it's like the best and worst thing, you know, that could happen in that moment because you, you, you definitely got it right the next time. Um, and I will say, you know, as a testament, as somebody who is, uh, just happens to be a person that gets lashes, um, it makes a difference. I've been to, um, a lot of different lash places, um, and very different setups. You know, some, some of it is maybe not as professional as it should be. It's, and, and it makes a huge difference having the professionalism, the ambiance for somebody walking into a place and feeling like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get great service, you know, because they use, they care about the quality of the work that they're doing. Um, and I know that, you know, with my lash artist, she's meticulous. She wants to be able to see, and you should, I mean, that's scary. You don't want to poke someone's eye out or whatever, right? Um, <laughs> you like, it's so vital. It is literally the thing that allows you to see what the, the work that you're doing so you can do a really great job. So, I mean, talk about solving a problem. I mean, if, if you're somebody who um, is in this lash, biz, um, lash industry, which is so fascinating because I have a friend who is growing her lash. I have a lot of friends that do in, are in the lash um, industry. I live in um, Las Vegas. Uh, I'm from California. There's a lot of entertainers and a lot of people that, you know, want really wonderful, <laughs> like full pretty lashes. So there's a lot of people that, that do this work and that need this product. But if you're listening and you're in the industry, definitely check out uh, the Cosmo Glow because it, it could, it could transform, you know, the, the, the quality of, of your business for sure. I mean, even like I said, seeing it myself, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so oh, you're so, so cute. So yeah, I, I just that's I, I'm grateful that you, you know, have really paid attention to to detail and to to the feedback. Well, it's, it's so funny when you go hear people talk at a conference and they say solving someone's problem, that's where you make the money. And I'm like, well, I don't it's so hard to think backwards. And I didn't, I've never done this for money. I've never, that's never been my focus. It was always, Hey, I wanted this and I think it could really help a lot of people. So if I want it, I should bring it to pass so we can help everyone else. And then you start to look back and go, Oh, I solved a problem. There was never an industry specific light until now. Like I fixed a whole entire hole in the market. And it's funny when we do these interviews and people are like, well, who's your competition? Well, there's not really any. I mean, there's makeup lights and ring lights, but they're so different. There's okay. nothing that that parallels what Cosmo Glow does. And it's so cool. Like you mentioned, elevate your treatment room. It gives you a, a, a modern, elegant look. The second you walk in the room, you know that you are going to be taken care of by that service provider. The service provider knows that they're going to do their job more efficiently because they have proper lighting and it it's so it stretches across so many different industries it dims really low if you're a facialist if you're a tattoo artist you're going to get even lighting with no shadows which is so important in all of those different angles so we're really just having fun scaling and seeing where we're going next that, that is awesome because I have a lot of tattoos. So all the tattoo people out there too, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. you have that, that versatility, you know, and, and just for the creative industry, you know, I think that just, that says so much because there's a lot of creatives out there. And so if any, and it's, it's interesting, the last interview that I did was, was, was with a guy that does coaching for people who are creatives, you know, um, that have all these um, magnificent ideas. And, and to be honest, I think we all are. Somewhere in us, even if you, you know, say that you're a scientist or maybe what you do is, is more uh, from a book and, and, and you, you don't think that you're inventive, um, 
we all have we all have them there's always ideas that we're coming up with and i and i do think you know the first step is is sharing talking about them well to the right people not just anybody <laughs> but you know I, I i think that your your story mary is just such a testament to how far things can go even when you're you're not the lighting expert, you just knew exactly. I mean, what we are now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you knew what you needed, and you knew enough about how to describe it that people that could actually engineer it the right way could do that for you. Um, you know, with all the back and forth. But what? Tell me about what's next. So obviously, this is amazing. What you're doing is remarkable. But when you think, you know, fast forward a few years from now, what 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 do you want to see? What's what do you, what's going on in the future? Yeah, you know, it's. Absolutely. The future is so bright. I'm a creative person. There's ideas that flow every day. Um, I, I had to make a choice kind of early. We've been around for about a little over two and a half years now shipping for two years. And when COVID came back online and all the salons were reopening, I did cho choose to sell my salon. So it's still alive and well and doing its own thing. And from selling my salon to pivoting to putting a hundred percent focus into Cosmo Glow, we have been involved in every single aspect of improving the light, making it better. We're always in there. And I'm so proud of where we've come because it really was just a girl that had an idea to now we are, we are the becoming and putting ourselves to have the top of the line lighting for more than just the treatment room. So we have a new version coming out. I just got told we're not going to hit our launch in July, but hopefully in August, we will hit our launch for a new light um, that just opens up the, the channels a little bit more for more tattoo artists, for medical estheticians, dermatologists, barbers, we're, we're going to hit more of an aspect of it's no longer just for treatment rooms in a spa setting of people laying down on a treatment bed. Um, so that's super exciting. I would love to dive more into the nail industry. I think that is just limitless. And really, there hasn't been much innovation in their lighting ever, <laughs> you know, ever. Yeah. So we're, we're tackling more of that. Um, I would love to put together a course. Something that's been passionate of mine is how I built my salon and we lived off reviews. So I currently have a course coming up uh, that's just how to be more visible to your clients so they can find you and how you can build a business based on that. You really need to put yourself out there. And so many people think they're they're visible, but they're they're not. People, the clients walk by them every day and had no idea that their shop's even there or that they offered those services. Yeah. So I'd like to do that. That's definitely a passion of mine. But yeah, just we'll see where we're going next. We're on board to be international very soon. I just had a call today setting all of that up with UK, EU. We had our call last week with Australia. So look for us international in the next couple of months. So that's super exciting. Yeah. But sky's the limit. And we'll see where we that, end up. Sky is the limit. That's incredible. Where can people find the Cosmo Glow? Yeah, super simple. It's just online, thecosmoglow.com. There's no W at the end. It is just G-L-O. And we are on TikTok and Instagram at thecosmoglow. Freaking awesome. That is freaking awesome, Mary. I just can't. I can't get over this. It's just ridiculous. You're freaking amazing. I love, I love it. And next time I'm in your your uh, Texas neighborhood, I'm definitely going to let you know because I'd, I'd love to, to be able to talk more and um, – yeah, it's just, it's, it's marvelous. But I do want to, you know, before we close, ask a couple questions to get to know you a little bit better. Um, well, for our listeners, yeah, really please to do. Get to know you better. Um, my first question for you is what makes you unbreakable? Learning how to accept failure learning that failure is part of the game and the faster you fail, the faster you're going to be able to succeed. And so many people are so scared to fail that I don't think they realize that not only is it going to happen, whether you want it to or not, it's going to happen. But if you can do it at a smaller scale, like think of me, I learned my lesson at 150 likes. I couldn't learn that same lesson today. I wouldn't be able to contact everyone in a day and get videos out. So taking those lessons and failures and learning them as, as fast as possible, you want to fail right out of the gate because you're going to find where all of your improvements need to be. And the quicker you make those improvements, then you're on the right path and you're not, it's, you're not going to not ever have a failure again, but you understand when that failure happens, you look at it as a lesson, like, okay, 
I, I didn't fail. I had a lesson. I had, I now have a clear cut path on what I need to improve in my business. And you accept it at a completely different level. It's almost like a welcomed cool. Let me change this so we can go conquer more faster. So my unbreakable is just learning how to learn from failure and encourage failure. It's not this bad word, this black cloud that people try to like hide from. It really needs to be considered this. It's, it's your power sauce. Get your failures, learn from them, because you just became unbreakable that you conquered that and got over it. Yeah, you built that resiliency. That's, that is phenomenal. All right. What is something on your bucket list? I got to get to 100 countries. I'm at 64. I definitely want to get to 100. That has been on my bucket list. I have been to almost every continent. My parents have been to Antarctica. So somehow they went up to me on that. And that will be, that will be the final straw, but I, I got to get to a hundred countries. If there's one person that could do that, I have a hundred percent confidence that it's you. <laughs> so I, I do not doubt that that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Okay. What about a self-limiting belief? What's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? I kind of have two. One is I don't know how to do it. And two, I can't do it. I think we tell ourselves that so often that we believe it. And really, it, it is what holds you back. If you tell I don't know how to do it, well, then go learn. We all have Google. You can go to college on YouTube. If you don't know how to do it, find a way to do it. Go, go research it. And I can't do it is the other one. Well, if you can't do it, if you can do it or you can't do it, both are right. It's just which side do you want to be on? Because if you tell yourself, I, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to find the answer because I know I'm capable of it, is totally different than I don't know how to do it. I, I'm not going to. So a self-limiting belief is just can not, will not versus find it and do it. You may yeah. not have the answers. That's okay. No one, like that's the whole reason we have the internet is that all the answers are there. You just have to know in your head and tell yourself that you can do it and now go do it. Yep. How can I ask the right questions and you'll get better answers than the one that you have right now. <laughs> so, so keep on, keep yes, on. Yes. Everyone yeah, starts right? somewhere, right? You, I mean, we all do, we all do. And you get better with every, with every question, with every day that you decide to, to take a step and, and take meaningful action. So I, I, I couldn't agree with that. Even I couldn't agree with that more. Um, what about a superpower? What's a superpower that you have that you're really proud of? You know, that's funny. I've always said my superpower is finding individuals that people pass off as weird or whatever. They don't want to talk to them. I have always found those people to be the most special people in my life because I think I can see past all that bullshit and just know that they're such a good person and they're such good people. And then I feel like once I've can becoming, I mean, they're my lifelong friends. All of those like people that people passed off as like, oh, I don't want to talk to that person have become my lifelong friends. And it's so funny because now people are like, well, that's been a really good person in your life. Yeah. You know what? And you had the same opportunity, but they were too weird for you. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's just finding, finding the true heart of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, you know, I had told you that when we were talking about my show, um, this, that notion of, embracing being unapologetically who you are. And I do believe that when you do that, you will find yourself around the people you're, who are meant to be there. So for every person that passes you off, there is a person like Mary who is like, you're meant to be here. So just remember I that. I love it. You know, don't, yeah, don't I love sacrifice. Those They're my favorite. Yeah. Don't sacrifice or compromise to accommodate someone's, someone else's limiting beliefs. Don't do that you know, lean into who you are because I, you, you'll, you'll get so much more fruit, I think, as a result of that. Um, Mary, if there was one last piece of advice that you could give to anyone listening, what would that be? There's a saying on my website, it's one of my favorite sayings, is you got to learn how to dance in the rain, not wait for the storm to pass. 
And I think I'm a perfect example of that. If I waited for the storm to pass, who knows where my life will be in. It could have been a beautiful life, but I learned how to dance in the rain. And it was so powerful to do that because eventually the storm clouds do pass. But if you can make a, the best of it in that current situation, you're so far ahead when the, when the clouds do pass. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. Dance in the rain. Dance in the rain. That. I love it. A t-shirt that I would wear for sure. <laughs> Mary, where can people find you and follow the awesome work you're doing? Oh, thank you so much. You can find me at maryharcourt.com or on Instagram at maryharcourt underscore. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we'll follow Mary, follow the Cosmo Glow because, you know, for those of you who are joining the journey now, it's it's just going to keep getting better. You know, I mean, this, the space that you're in, uh, honestly, I just feel like it's exponential. You describe so many things and I use all of those services. You know, I'm going to get a facial, a tattoo, you know, the lashes. I mean, there's just so many, so many industries that can benefit from what you're bringing. So it's like, the, this is the sky. Like you just said, the sky's the limit, really. Sky's the limit. It's so interesting. You know, it started as one little girl with an idea, but we have built a team that is dedicated to making the best products and making them go everywhere. And that is just something that you're all going to see. It's so cool to watch that, that, that one dream a, a little girl had in the last room became a full fledged company full of people that are dedicated to bringing you the best products. Oh my gosh. That's it. You are, you're such an inspiration. To, to so many. I mean, if anyone out there is listening and is just sitting on this idea, and I know you for a fact, because I, I have friends and I, I've met so many wonderful people who have sat on great ideas for a really long time. And don't, you know, like th you talked about fear. Um, and don't, don't let the fear be the enemy of your accomplishing your dreams. You know, it's, it's normal. It, you wouldn't be normal if you didn't have them and that sensation of fear, but you turn that and kind of shift that into excitement and, and, and just channel that energy into a place of curiosity. Uh, you'll be so surprised how far you're able to go with your dreams. So, um, I, I'm just so thankful. And like you said, yeah, we all have like you, I was going to connection unstable. Um, like you said, we all have fears. That's never going to go away. There's never going to be a day that you wake up and don't think, Oh God, what if it doesn't work out? But if you let that stop you, you're going to be stopped in your tracks and you can go so much further. So allow that fear to kind of be your fuel. Like, okay, that's my fear. But what if it does work out? Like, let's go experience it working. Let's go see what we're capable of. Let's go find out what if everything went perfect? What would that feel like? Because the fear is always going to be there. So don't let that be your number one thought for the day. Kind of take that and go, well, I see the fear, but what's the other side? If the pendulum were to swing, what's the other side feel like? Let's go find that. Yeah. And I mean, who wants to be bored? We need some challenge, right? We need a little challenge. We need a little fun. We need a little excitement, live on the edge. You know, I mean, I, I, I do feel like the, the pandemic has, has showed us that life is really short. You know, there's been a lot of loss, a lot of tragedy. And I think that when we can lean into this space of creativity, it gives us hope. It gives us something to look forward to, something to be uh, joyful about. And, and I think it's, it's always important to be in communities that foster and cultivate those kind of experiences. So I would definitely say follow Mary, check out the Cosmo Glow, it, well, and share it with people who you know need it. I mean, I, I, I could probably sit here and think of 10 people, and, and more than that if I sat long enough, that, that could really use this. And um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a fan of supporting um, entrepreneurship, um, small businesses, um, you know, because the, those people that start from just an idea and turn into so much more, um, you're right, they do change the world. So I'm excited that you could come on this show and share with us how you're changing the world. Um, because I really do believe that you've encouraged so many others to do the same. So thank you, Mary.
Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love just being an advocate for, hey, I, if I can do it, so can you get that idea out of your head and just start. And it could be, maybe you say you don't have the time, but if you just take one hour a week in four weeks, that's four hours. In two months, that's a whole, you, you, it starts, you got to start somewhere. And I'm sure if you're on the right path, you're going to switch from finding the time to being obsessive about it. And once you hit that point, there's no stopping you. It really is all about just getting started on that idea. That's right. You are, you are unstoppable, unbreakable. Yes. All of I that. love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to hang out with you guys and all of our listeners. Mary Harcourt was amazing to spend time with. Her passion, her enthusiasm, her adventure was, it radiates. I am so envious of her travel and I think it's incredible that she's been to so many countries. I have no doubt in my mind at all that she will absolutely make it to more than a hundred. I know her goal is a hundred, but with, with, uh, as vibrant as she is, I could see her doing much more than a hundred countries. So I, I do not know how you could not be inspired by her tenacity, her drive, her ambition, her creativity. She is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, you know, I didn't even mention, by the way, how much media she's in. Uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, she has been in Forbes, Inc., All Business, Small Business Trends. Uh, I can go on and on. There's all, all these places where she's been featured. Uh, and it's all because she took a chance. She had this great idea. She's a problem solver. She works with the right people. Uh, she has a positive attitude, a mindset of, of, you know, making things work, a mindset of abundance. So, you know, uh, if there's anything that I took away, of which I've took away many things from this episode uh, from her, is to, is to believe in your dreams, believe in yourself, and to bring your ideas to bear with the people that can grow them plant the seed in the right places she wasn't a um an engineer builder uh manufacturer person but just from a conversation that she had with her husband about this incredible thing that she could do to solve an industry problem she came up with a sketch and took it to somebody who could turn it into something meaningful that could be taken to a manufacturer. So don't sit on your ideas. Talk about them with the right people, people who can help you. The information is at your fingertips. You can Google, you can ask questions, ask, go to friends who have started their own companies, ask them questions about where they got started, how they got started. Go to, to the people that are in the niche that you are trying to build something in and that, you know, you will be surprised how doors continue to open when you have a mindset of curiosity and perseverance. Uh, so please do follow Mary. Um, her website is her name. So maryhartcourt.com. It's H-A-R-C-O-U-R-T. And uh, follow her. Um, her socials are on there. I'll make sure those things are in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you for tuning in, being with me, growing and learning with me every single week, twice a week. Uh, it's just, this has been such an amazing experience. Thank you to Ava Media Productions for putting this show together and making it sound awesome. Uh, it means a lot. I just, uh, ah, this is just such a blessing such a blessing. Remember that you are your only limit. So take action today. Rate and review this episode if you haven't already. Subscribe, follow, and share. See you again next time.